it is Jasper's <laughs> fault. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about Jasper later. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. I can't believe we've made it mm-hmm. here. Yep. If you've seen the title, you, you know. know what we're covering today. Highly anticipated. We are continuing our Twilight series. We were so happy and lucky to have the one and only Sarah from Twilight Talk on TikTok join mm-hmm. us again. We had the best time with her as per usual. She is such a blast. Literally a wealth of knowledge. Like I feel like I'm like within a human encyclopedia. I'm with the Jeopardy robot, you know? Yeah. And even when she doesn't know the answers, <laughs> the Illustrated Guide, she's got it. She's ready to find them. So she's click clocking away, telling us the information we need. But yeah, it was such a fun recording, and um, we went for like four hours, (laughs) I think. We're going to see how much I can cut this down, but honestly, there's a lot of gold in there, so I don't want to cut a lot Uh, of it. (laughs) We really like had a blast, though. I was Mm -hmm. like on the edge of my seat the entire time, Yeah, and I learned so much. Yeah, feeling invigorated um, and just excited for you guys to hear the episode. Hell yeah. But before we do, we also just want to let you know that today's um, ad money that we are making from this episode is being donated to the organization Move to Higher Ground. Um, If you've never heard about them, they are an organization benefiting the real-life Quileute tribe. Currently, a school for the Quileute tribe is located in a tsunami zone, so they are raising money to... um, relocate to a safer area and also just be able to continue to pass down the teachings and histories of the Quileute tribe. If you've listened to our previous Twilight episodes, you've heard us and Sarah talk about how the Quileute tribe never received any money from Twilight, despite this franchise making millions upon millions of dollars. So we are donating today's ad money to that organization, and we also encourage you to donate. So if you would like to, you can find the link for Move to Higher Ground in the show notes and in our bio on social media. With that important information being covered, should we just hop into this crazy whirlwind of a movie? Let's do it. Welcome back. We have a super exciting guest Three for three, please welcome Sarah from Twilight Talk back on the pod today. Oh my god, hi! I'm so excited to be here! <laughs> We're excited to have you. Yeah. This is- I am manic. Yeah. I'm manic. I'm, I'm so I'm excited. Manic. <laughs> I'm manic for you. I yeah. was so ready to watch this movie. I want to watch the last two now. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to see them. I'm foaming at the mouth. Right, you are so... <laughs> real for doing it. like the fact that i was just thinking about it earlier, like the fact that she couldn't immediately go to the next movie after new moon because yeah. i watched it this so usually i don't do a rewatch like for twilight and new moon i i because i just yeah. have it all like in my head but for whatever reason with this movie even though i watched it this morning and i'm like what happened like it just everything like, falls out of my brain with this movie mm-hmm. i know the book backwards frontwards but i did a rewatch and i was like god to be mariah experiencing this for the first time like i can't even fathom it. you're saying like what did happen and i'm like i'm asking myself 
What did happen? Not much. <laughs> yeah, not nothing, fucking nothing much. Happens. Nothing happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Yeah, I feel like our notes for the other movies are usually like pretty close to like 20 pages. These are like yeah. a solid 15. That's like yeah. piece of cake because truly nothing happens. We get like some people's backstories and some general angst. I would say that there's more cut out mm-hmm. from the books in Eclipse than New Moon for yes, sure. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the stuff that's cut out was just more like moments, mm-hmm. more moments between Edward and and Bella or Alice and Bella. or di- But I moments that I think are important and make the book more interesting. Yes. Because I, I do really like the book, uh, but this it's a trend and it's tough in the movie. <laughs> yeah, the movie the movie is a rough one. Yeah. Um, if you've listened to the other two Twilight episodes that we've done, you've already heard the story, but I'm going to repeat it again because it's very relevant to this movie in particular. Um, the fir- My first experience ever with Twilight was the Eclipse book. Uh, I was in the seventh grade. I was in English class and we had to read like for 10 minutes at the beginning of class and I didn't have a book that day, but some kind soul had left oh, their God. copy of Eclipse under the desk and I was like, well... It finds you when you're at your allotment. I guess I'll just read this. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, this is actually quite interesting. Let me steal this book and then read the rest of it. So the copy of Eclipse that I have is a stolen copy and <gasps> yeah, I read it all. So, and it was good enough to rope you in. That, yeah. The- Eclipse on its own yeah. is good enough to say, let me let me find out what's going on with this. There has to be something like there's something like in the water of those books, because I remember every popular girl in middle school reading the books like mm. it wasn't an alt like nerd group that was reading. It was like yeah. popular volleyball players reading the book. And I'm like, everyone was horny. Like everyone's yeah. going through puberty. Everyone was horny. Yeah, I think especially with our age grade grade our age grade, our age group being in middle yeah. school, it was like the the hormones were all over the place. And then you have this book that's not like oh, yeah. overtly sexual, but very like sensual. Yes. And so it just kind of like mm-hmm. struck at the right time. And we know that I was at the unfortunate age of 27 mm-hmm. when I read this book. But I will say <laughs> that the, the reason I started reading is that I was on a call. I was getting my PhD and like, adults were walking everyone was walking around with the books like everyone was walking around with them but this book in particular yeah i do feel like there's that that real i mean because bella it particularly in the book like like wants edward they Mm -hmm. they really like she's trying to fuck for sure yeah (laughs) she's dtf (laughs) like she is trying to make it clear and yeah so i think it is the most it's probably the most like sexual i think even more so than when they actually like mm-hmm. end up doing it yeah, um, the, the, tension. yeah the tension that builds totally yeah and i'll also say that this movie i think that robert panson looks the best in this movie and that is a hot take because that is a hot take <laughs> i thought that he did look really good in the movie i will say he looks great that's a hot take because people hate his sideburns mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love them. I I not I'm not neutral about them. I love them. Mm. And like we can talk about this more when we get into it. But I just feel like they finally got his ma- every. Oh, and everyone else looks terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> Taylor Lautner. Is at their worst. Oh yeah, Taylor looks yeah. fine. I don't know how he looks in the last two though. So he looks the same. He looks the same. But like the other vampires' makeup hair worse it's ever been. But they yeah. got Robert Pattinson's make. He finally doesn't look like he's wearing like burgundy lipstick and he looks yeah. he looks like how in my mind edward should have looked he looks like 
a guy, like when he's like on that mountain at the end of the movie and it's, and it's like the sun is on him and he's like, mm-hmm. spark, like he looks like a god mm. and that's how Stephanie Meyer described him. But that's that no true. one else is going to say that because people hate the way that he looks in this movie. <laughs> I guess is like the fan favorite, like Honeymoon Edward. Is that the fan favorite? Yes. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. Rob. They, they didn't put any makeup yeah. on him and he wasn't sparkling. Yeah. <laughs> he had a tan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the um, sideburns, I didn't even notice, but I did. I felt like his hair looked really good, mm. and I felt like his head looked, like, proportionate <laughs> to yeah. his body. It did. So I was like, you know what? He's, like, actually looking quite good, this movie. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Yeah. Looks great. Um, this is also where Kristen is wearing a wig, right? Because she had just cut her hair for Runaways, and so she's wearing this yeah. wig, which I know a lot of people are like, oh, did they just reuse Jacob's wig from the first Atrocity. movie? Atrocity. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. It's, so, it's such a bad, such a bad oh, wig. No. It just, it sits too, like, f- like her hair is, like, too far off her head. I'm like, her hair is much mm-hmm. flatter than that in real life. There's no part. Yeah. There's no part. You can see through it in a lot of scenes. Like, she'll, like, weirdly have it. Like, in the scene where she's talking to Charlie, you can just, like, see directly through her hair. Oh, like there, no. And I'm just like, oh, no, girly. There's the, too much of the budget went to the wolf CGI, and that was that was all they could so really true. do. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy, mm-hmm. too. Be- well, I mean, we'll just get into it. But <laughs> before we do, all I want to say is... The budget for this movie was $68 million, notably higher than the first two, mm. but it made $698.4 million <gasps> in the box office. Insane. That's like way, is that way more than the other two made before it? Because I really I feel don't like know. it's got a, I actually don't know. Let me see. I can't believe it made that much money. 10 times what they paid to make it. That's crazy. The craze in 2010, the the Twilight craze had hit a fever pitch. Like people mm-hmm. were absolutely feral. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have the numbers. So Twilight was about 407 million. Okay. New Moon was 709 million. So actually made more than Eclipse. Mm. Oh, it's probably because when people started watching, they were like, oh. <laughs> They were like, and oh, so less maybe people not. Ended up coming, yeah. <laughs> um, Breaking Dawn part is this part one? Yeah, part one made seven hundred and twelve, and then part two made eight hundred and twenty nine. So part <gasps> two was the highest grossing. Wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! These movies made so much money. Mm-hmm, so much. I, it should not be surprising to me, but it is. I can't fathom it. It, oh, it's absolutely, it's a crazy number like that my brain cannot mm-hmm. wrap itself around. Oh my yeah. God, wow. I think we should just dive in because I feel like we have so much to talk about, so. So much, oh my God, we do. Let's do it. So we open up, it is dark. The whole movie's kind of gray, but not in the same Instagram filter way the first one is. <laughs> The blue filter? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. The Lagos filter on this the Instagram story. <laughs> so this mystery man leaves a restaurant or bar and he walks home. It's raining really hard. And someone like runs at him. We see kind of a flash. Oh my God. It's a vampire. He looks around only for the vampire to just, you know, grab him by the throat and throw him against a building. Um, He tries to make a run for it and ask for help, but he ends up being chased to the end of a dock and he asks what they want and the vampire just bites his hand before running off and 
he turns into a vampire. He's screaming. He's moaning. We got a big show. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he's like, this is my time to shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eclipse. Oh, God. I love looking. I love looking at it through your eyes. Let's not forget the killer Black Keys intro. I do think mm-hmm. the intro is really, like, the, the music. Oh, I've yeah. always thought it was very cool, like, coming over the, um, the credits mm-hmm. because the other movies, I feel like, just started so... I don't know. Sparkly. Yeah, it's like, and we're going over like the woods. And this time it's like burn up. Burn <laughs> yeah. up. It's like, oh, it's yeah. a horror movie. And it's like, unfortunately, no, it's not. <laughs> it's far too slow for that. Um, yes. I am curious, Mo, like what your your thoughts were on this very ominous opening, knowing nothing of this character. I was like, I don't know him, right? Like, yeah. I was just like, I don't. <laughs> like, this isn't someone I know. Like, I was like, is he a part of the Volturi? Like, and I was like, no, he's he's a human. Is it Mike um, Newton? Like, do they recast? Mike Newton? <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, the f- when I was reading this just now, I was like, they threw him on a building because all I got from that opening scene was like, flash, 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 mm. flash. Yeah. And then he like runs away and gets mm. bitten. But it's just so dark. Like, I feel like I couldn't even see what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this, too. He tries to run into a building to ask for help. But, and I see, no, I also just think of it. He's like, it's like a flash. Of a flash and I just watched it. I just watched yeah, it. I honestly didn't even notice that he tried to ask for help until I was taking these notes yesterday. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I guess there are mm-hmm. people around, but they just, like, don't hear him screaming in the street. That's insane. Wow. But, yeah pretty crazy so we have this very striking opening and then we go over to our main players bella and edward where are they the meadow as per usual. classic you know classic them (laughs) (laughs) so bella is reading a poem as she loves to do and she's reading fire and ice by robert frost and we hear the quote some say the world will end in fire some say in ice from what i've tasted of desire I hold with those who favor fire. But if I had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. Meanwhile, Edward is just like, want to make out? So he's (laughs) like playing with her hair. She's trying to focus and they end up making out. And you might forget because it's been so long since New Moon has happened, but the cliffhanger was that Edward proposed to Bella. Yes. He literally said, marry me. Boom. And she In went, the woods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the end. Poor Jacob is like on his last leg. He is on his wolf. He's on his wolf legs. He's run away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Edward once again asked Bella to marry him. She says no. Yes, sir, again. And she's like, okay, change me then. But he doesn't want to do that. But he does offer somewhat of a compromise that he will marry. He'll like do it if she marries him. But she's very against the idea of this marriage. She says it's just a piece of paper. And he says to him, you know, where he comes from, it's the way that one says, I love you. And she's like, okay, well, where I come from at my age, it's the one, the way that one says, I just got knocked up. So maybe not because Bella is 18 after all. So he continues to like try and convince her. But she's like, I can't. I have to be back at four. So they leave the meadow. I have to say, I rewound that when I was watching this morning, I rewound this scene like 35 times, mm. like a sociopath, <laughs> because I thought the way that he's like sparkling and it's like reflecting off mm. of her is exactly how Stephanie Meyer described it in her dream. Oh. Um, and I just thought that they did a really good 
because it's so stupid that the vampires sparkle but like this is the first time i was like that looks quite nice it's way more subtle yeah in this one it is yeah yeah. it's like it's you can almost imagine it not being stupid yeah like almost it's a little less skin of a killer and a little more like fenty (laughs) highlighter which is much more exactly exactly um so then bella goes home we are reminded that what also happened at the end of new moon um, Isabella got grounded like forever mm-hmm. for going to Rome to yeah. go, go into the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> so in the books, she also gets grounded because um, Jacob, oh, Jacob pulls such a horrible move oh. and he takes those motorcycles that they rode in new moon and he like brings them to Charlie and he tells Charlie that they're Be- Bella, it's Bella's motorcycle. <laughs> and so she, so J- um, like that's the end of new moon in the book is Bella like finding out that these motorcycles have been dropped off and they're in the woods and you Charlie is scream he's like I know you're out there like he is screaming oh raging out so she's grounded for that as well but since that wasn't in the last movie we don't get to hear anything about that mm. uh and so but Charlie's annoyed that Bella got dropped off at exactly four on the dot because he like wants a reason to hate uh Edward um so Charlie says that, you know, he wants Bella to have a little separation from Edward. And then he makes her a deal because all of Charlie's deals are always like weird and manipulative. And he always like has his own agenda, which he shouldn't have. He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll unground you if you use your freedom to see more of your other friends. And by other friends, I mean, Jacob and Jacob only. He's like, fuck Jessica. Fuck Angela. Angela. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care about Angela. Don't care about Mike Mm -hmm. Newton. I want you to hang out with Jacob because my priority and is Jacob and his feelings. Because yeah. he like guilt her a little bit by mention by mentioning that Jacob hasn't been doing well and that Billy's worried about him. Um, and Charlie remembers how Jake was there for her when she needed him. But like Bella already knows this yeah. because she's been trying to call Jacob a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. So later on, Bella calls Jacob again. And leaves him a message. She just says they haven't talked in weeks and she wants to fix things. And then she reaches in her drawer and pulls out a letter. Can someone like recap the letter? <laughs> it just says like, I miss you too. Doesn't change anything. Like we can't see each other. And I never really read what the other, because it has a bunch of other things crossed, crossed out. out. I never yeah. really read them until this watch around, but it's him, like him being like, we can't talk. Like it just makes me miss you more and it hurts too much. Like all of this really sad stuff. I don't remember if this like mm-hmm. letter convention was in the book at all or if this. It was. Yeah, this, it okay. was in the book. He does a really shitty job of crossing it out. You can yeah. clearly see what he was like. like thin line. <laughs> thin I'm line. Like, get a new piece of paper, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So she takes this letter and she jumps into her truck and is about to go off to see Jacob. But, whoa, her car doesn't start. Oh, my God. Edward's in the passenger seat. <laughs> he is there. He is ready to fucking go. You know, he's like oh, like, I know where you're going. And she's like, did you do this to my truck? Crazy. And she's like, I, you know, I'm really concerned about your safety and, like, warns her about the wolves again. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Because I remember us, like, having conversations about him being controlling, but I was like, oh, I mean, like, yeah, he's, like, insane, but it's, like, chill. I'm like, oh, he wants to like watch her every move Mm -hmm. like this is super fucked up 
Yeah. This is when, when people call Edward an abuser. Yeah. Um, this is one of the, I mean, a lot of it comes from Eclipse. No. Yeah. And I, I remember reading it and being like, what a scamp. Like, I thought it was like so funny the first time I read it. She fucking fucked up her car. I was like, oh my God, I love it. But then when I reread it in 2020, I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is horrifying. Like, this is so bad. Did Edward invent love bombing? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the OG love bomber. Yeah. Doing it since 1901. Mm-hmm. That's unhealthy. So she's like, <laughs> you know, I have until graduation to see him. Bella's literally, at, I mean, you know, it, it's 2022. We probably know what happens, but like Bella is literally act. Actually, I don't know what happens because I haven't seen the last two movies. <laughs> Bella is acting like after this month, she will not see her family. She will never see Jacob. Like she will never see anyone again. So regardless of the fact that Edward has not confirmed he will turn her into a vampire and there's this whole marriage contingency. She's like, you know, I only have until graduation to see him and then I'll be out of here and he'll hate me forever. Edward still doesn't let her go. And Bella gets out of the truck. They didn't put this in the movie, but in the book, he's like, I'll understand it. She's so mad Mm -hmm. in the book. Bella has no emotions. She's so mad. And he's like, I'll understand if you want to leave, lock the window tonight and leave it closed. And so I don't, do they show her, does she open the, do they show her keeping the window open in the movie? I can't remember. No, they just like cut, she like leaves the car and they cut to the next day. Yeah. Yeah. She opens the window right before she goes to bed because she's such a loser. Bella, stand up. (sighs) My God. I know. I know. But the next day we're back at school, back in the cafeteria. Jessica, she's valedictorian, so she's working on her speech. Angela should have been valedictorian. So, well, you know Jessica wasn't valedictorian in the books. No. I, I don't even know who valedictorian. They didn't, it's never mentioned. Jessica's a fool in the books. There's absolutely no way. Yeah, absolutely not. Mike is like trying to quote unquote help her by just throwing around a bunch of cliches. And then we remember that this movie came out in what, like 2010? 2010. So Anna Kendrick is our, is now an Oscar nominee. That's, that's crazy. Why she's made. That's why she's. Been. What the fuck? What did she get nominated for? <laughs> for up in the yes, air. For up the in George the air. Clooney movie. That's yeah. illegal. In two thousand nine. So so she comes back to this, and that's why they give her this whole speech, and they they make the role bigger yeah. because she's Oscar nominated Anna Kendrick. She really ate up that speech. Yeah. She really was like she ate it up. And as we go on. <laughs> And, like, did her whole thing at the podium. Like, I could tell she was putting her whole bussy into that. Like, she was really excited about it. She was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's working on this speech. And because it is 2010, they're like, oh, the speech is going to be epic. And it's like, my (laughs) God, that word. So um, Alice and Jasper, who are still – I guess Alice and Jasper canonically are in Bella and Edward's grade. And then Rosalie and Emmett are older. Yes, they're a, a great older. Mm-hmm. But weren't Rosalie and Jasper supposed to be twins? Or are they just siblings? Wait. So you know that now mm. that is that's that's a problem. Because <laughs> I thought they were supposed to Wait. be twins, right? They I I think they I guess siblings. I guess siblings, yeah. but I did think that they were supposed they definitely are supposed to be siblings because yeah. they have the same last name, but I also thought they were supposed to be twins. But Rosalie and Emmett are a year older because they they're like, gone, they've graduated. They've graduated, yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're not supposed to be twins. Yeah, maybe mm. just like 
Maybe they're like the those kind of siblings where it's like we're a year apart, so it's like we're. Twins. I'll do I'll do a little research while while yeah. you we'll tell to, the story. We'll consult home. the text. Um, but yeah, Jasper and Alice, they're still in high school. They sit down. They're all like friends with Bella's friends now. Like the the groups are fully integrated. Yeah. They're not like lepers anymore. Yeah, they're not sitting at that weird table. Mm-hmm. And Alice has decided that she is going to throw a graduation party. And everyone is like, what? At your house? Because nobody has ever seen their house ever. So big gossip around school. And there's kind of like a little back and forth referencing Bella's birthday party because they're like, oh, like, remember what happened last time you threw a party? was that? Remember when my fucking boyfriend almost fuck? murdered you? LOL. It's It really shouldn't. It's That's not something that it would ever be have joke- been said. I was like, mm-hmm. Alice has never done anything mean. Why are you no. throwing this in her face right now? Yeah. Throw it in. It's no. Jasper's in fault. Others, <laughs> yeah. In front of people. It is Jasper's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll talk about Jasper later. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. I hate Jasper so much. The, I hate the him. true villain of the Twilight series is Jasper Hale. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I love Dakota Fanning. Yeah, she's she's a peach. Oh god, she's great. Um, she's great. So yeah, this whole little like ominous side convo is happening in front of these humans that have no idea what they're talking about. And we see Alice suddenly get a vision which everybody else notices too. So Bella's like, hey, Angela, <laughs> let me help you with the that thing over there and distract from what's going on over here. Um, oh, I just to confirm, uh, they are siblings. Okay. But it, when I Googled it, everyone was like, are they really twins? So I think it's somehow mm. like the Mindel, like it, it's gotten in the consciousness that they're twins. They're not. Okay. They're mm-hmm. just supposed to be siblings. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we flash over to it. School's over. It's after school. Edward and Bella... Uh, go down to the police station uh, where Chief Swan, Charlie Swan, is talking to some people. Um, Bella tells Edward she knows that he knows what Alice saw. She's like, I, I want to know mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, I know she had a vision. I know you know it. You can read minds. Tell me. Um, he says it's nothing. But she's like, well, you look worried. Um, and then he's like, well, does everybody, do you think everybody notices how strange Alice is? And she's like, well, I think that ship has sailed. Edward does not have a good poker face at all. No, no. He, he's always lying. He he's yeah. lies to her so much. Everyone's mm-hmm. so badly behaved in this in this movie. Yeah, yeah. everyone is crazy manipulative. The behavior in this book, and you know, mm-hmm. then is absolutely outrageous. Yeah. They're so badly behaved. Um, and then she's like, hey, like, do you know what my dad is working on? And he's like, um, yeah, there have been a series of unexplained disappearances and kidnappings in Seattle. And like, guess what? If the killings get more conspicuous, the Volturi could step in. Uh, but of course, like Bella's just only thinking of herself. Naturally. And she's like, oh my God. Right. She's like, oh my God. But like, what does this mean for my weekend? <laughs> she's like, but. So you has... should turn me like right now today. Like do it now. Do it now. She's looking for any excuse. Cause the thing is like, she'll be turned after graduation. Mm. Like Carlo, the deal that was made is like, Carlisle said he would do it. Yeah. Like they're arguing over whether Edward will do it, but like she's going to be turned after graduation. Yeah. So the fact that she's like, oh my God, like maybe we should do it now is like just settle down. <laughs> it's like in 15 days. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's crazy that the whole marriage bargaining is just so because she wants Edward to do it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's that's his only bargaining chip that he has. Mm-hmm. Oh, except one more thing, which mm, we'll talk about. Yeah. Um the D. Uh but so <laughs> Belle is concerned that. Um, if the Volturi are going to come to Forks, right? And they're going to see that she's not human. She's very worried about that. So Charlie comes out of the office. Unbeknownst to him, his daughter is in like some weird fucking 
pedophile vampiring. And <laughs> he's just like, oh, is it still the two of us for dinner? And Bella's like, oh, yeah. You know, Edward said he says he's just dropping Bella off. And before he leaves, he reminds her about the plane ticket his parents bought her. So manipulative. Yeah. Just, oh, hey, do you remember, like, the hundreds of dollars, like, my parents spent on the plane tickets for you to see your mom? Like, do you remember that? That I buried under your floorboards <laughs> while I disappeared in New Moon for seven months. Mm-hmm. Remember all the gifts I stole from you? Yeah. Oh, my put God. Jesus feet. Christ. <laughs> so, obviously, Charlie, being Bella's father, is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What are you, what can you possibly be talking about? And Bella's like, oh, they, his parents gave her plane tickets to see mom in Florida. And Edward is like, oh yeah, Bella, like you should use it this weekend. You know, it could be the last time you're able to see her before graduation. And Charlie actually agrees with this. And I'm like, the screenplay is thin as fuck. Like Charlie would not agree with that. Charlie wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? Edward is onto something here. You should go see your mom. No. Why didn't he get her mom tickets to come to her graduation? Like, I, there's just so many holes right now. Oh, yeah. Renee does not even go to her graduation. Yeah, no. Renee, I mean, we'll yeah. get to Renee. Yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, Charlie agrees because the script says so. And <laughs> Belle's like, okay. Manipulates. As long as Edward uses the companion ticket to Florida, to the sunniest place on the goddamn earth. It makes no sense. The sparkly vampire is going to go with her. Even if he stayed indoors the entire time, the house that he's in, which we'll see like in the next scene, is a wall of windows. It's a wall of windows. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) So we go to sunny Jacksonville, Florida. Bella is like laying out on the deck with her mom and her mom's like, oh, aren't you going to miss like the sun, the heat? And Bella's like, yeah, because she will literally not be able to enjoy it ever when she's a vampire because she'll be made of ice. So her mom is like, oh, you know, colleges in Florida, a lot sunnier than Alaska, which is where Bella is supposedly going to be going to college. I just have a couple of questions. Number one. So did Renee's husband end up making the major leagues? Absolutely not. Because she has like a nice little house. Like I'm like, where are you getting your money from? I don't. They never describe Renee's house in the books. I okay. I, I don't. I don't think that they have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how much money can can take in Jacksonville. I, I don't know yeah, anything about Florida. What does Renee do? What's her job? Um, she's a drifter. She's a grifter. That's what I got. That's the vibe I got. She's a scammer. She's even like, oh, mom, I don't like when her mom gives her gifts. She's like, oh, you shouldn't have spent any money on me. And I'm like, you're sunning yourself by the pool at her house. Like, what are you fucking talking about? You paid for your ticket there. I believe that she is some sort of elementary school teacher, but I don't think she ever picked it up full time. Sure. Why would she? I need to look at my own TikTok to remind myself of this. But I do believe that, she, like, yes, she's a she's an elementary school teacher, perhaps full time, part time teacher, full time grifter, yeah, full time pos. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, God, I hate Renee. Oh my she's god, the worst. But Bella tells her, like, oh yeah, Alaska has a great science program, and she's like, you mean Edward program? Zing! Yeah, what a good zinger, nice Renee. Nice one, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> and so Renee just kind of talks about the way that 
Edward looks at Bella, like it looks like he's about to jump in front of her and take a bullet at any moment. It's a little intense, like he moves, she moves like magnets. And I remember this being described like pretty vividly in the book as well. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is. She talks about it for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Bella's like, yeah, I don't know. We're just, I don't know. And Renee's like, you're in love. I get it. I just want to make sure that you're making the right choices for yourself because you're the one that has to live with them, which is like, you know, decent advice, but it's also like a little too, little too late um, at this point, Renee, to try and step in and offer anything motherly. Uh, Yeah. Yes. But then she promptly changes the subject and is like, I have a present for you and gives her her graduation present. And it's like a homemade quilt of all of the T-shirts from their various like road trips throughout the year or like the years. Bella is super excited. She really loves this present. And Renee is like, yeah, I figure one day when you have your own kids and family, you can add to it. And I think this is like legitimately the first time it has ever even dawned on Bella. Like, oh yeah, I guess I won't be able to have a family. She truly doesn't care. Yeah. Like she, it's very important to note that Bella does not care to be a mother. Yeah. She, she never thinks about it. There's never one moment in her Turner monologue where she's like, I won't get to have, like, like we see women struggle with this, like even in the vampire diaries, mm-hmm. like, oh uh, yeah, I think it's something that Elena struggles with. Like, no, not one single time has she ever been like, oh, like I, I she never once even. Yeah. And that's important to remember. Very important to remember. For later. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Going from high school to after high school, whatever you do, like, people will give you advice, right? Mm -hmm. People are telling you, hey, like, you're going to maybe want to do this. You're maybe going to want to do that. Like, whatever. Like, figure out what you want. She's like, I've already made my decision forever. I am good. I've made – like, but everywhere she turns, people are like, oh, what a great time to make mistakes and try something new. And she's just like, I love Edward so much. I'm like – Bitch, you don't even look like you have chemistry in this movie. No, 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 no. She's like, I want to, I'm alive. Like, I would like to die. Mm -hmm. That's the decision I've made. It's absolutely insane. Like, later on when she says, I can't imagine ever wanting anything more than Edward, I'm like, Bro, that's an abusive relationship. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not healthy. Her brain's not even close to being developed. No, at least wait till 25. The frontal lobe is <laughs> we- fuck- fucking weak. Mm-hmm. Fucking weak frontal lobe. It's it's not, it's a mess. Yeah. All of them have have uh, underdeveloped prefrontal Even Carlisle's <laughs> isn't. Because he was turned at 23. He turned at 23. Esme is the only one of them that has a developed pre- prefrontal cortex. And she's the only one that never leaves the house. <laughs> There was like a really sensual scene between Bella and Carlisle. Absolutely, there was. Yeah. Wait, in New Moon or the, or in Eclipse too? No, 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 in New Moon. Oh my god, so hot. Yeah, that's the most chemistry there is. <laughs> but I was like, she's like supposed to be sixteen in that one. Listen, Carlisle's like, listen, I don't know. I, I, just, I don't know what. He's like, Esme doesn't. doesn't even have a drive a car. Like, I need a new member yeah. of this cult. I'm like, what? So weird. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's the, the chemistry that is that's the only chemistry that exists in any of these movies mm-hmm. is between those two in that in that uh scene. Yeah. At so and then it's night now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're back in Forks and all the Cullens go into the woods per the vision that Alice had. Um so she sees the vampire running in another vision and they all go after her. So Emmett reaches 
Wait, they do know who they're chasing, right? Yes. I think Mo might not have known that this was a recast and this was Victoria. I was very confused when I saw Miss, um, what's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. I was so lost because <laughs> she looks nothing like Victoria. Well, no, she doesn't. She's a good, she's a totally different person. They didn't even try to match the way yeah. that Rochelle Lefebvre's hair no, looked or anything like that. Not at all. So yeah, so it's it's Victoria. Yes. So uh, they're all going after her. Emmett reaches her. But she pushes pushes him off. Um, she jumps and lands in the wolves' territory, right? Because there's that treaty line. Mm-hmm. Um, and they keep chasing her. One by one, she out- outruns every one of them. Uh, but Emmett, Emmett tries to jump after her again into the wolves' territory. Um, he falls and gets attacked by a wolf. But he stands his ground, and the wolf leaves him alone. The vampire gets away, but she looks back before leaving, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Victoria, and that's where we see that the 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 wolves and the Collins are going to have it. Mm-hmm. some difficulties here if they can't get mm-hmm. along yeah i think this is also the movie where those like crazy behind the scenes like footage of them like running on treadmills through the woods that is and movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. um as may looks <laughs> insane <laughs> she's just kind of like hopping it's very like joey king in the kissing booth oh my god <laughs> she looks so bad yeah she, canonically she's the one who doesn't have a car she's the only colin without a car so she's got to run everywhere and she can't even run it makes no sense to me why she wouldn't have a car she borrows one she borrows one <laughs> that's what it says in the illustrated guide. they're, they're white collar criminals they couldn't fit another ferrari in the in the eight car garage like i don't get it stephanie meyer is making a statement about homemakers and housewives woman yeah. driving she has to go from column to column and be like can i have your car today i want to go to bed bath and beyond so back at school mm. the next day edward drives bella and he's like you know do you regret going to florida and she's like no it was just really hard to say goodbye bella is like not even questioning her actions she's mm-hmm. just like oh it's so hard to say goodbye to everyone And he's like, well, you didn't have to say goodbye. He's just always hoping that she'll change his mind, even though he, like, I don't even know what he would do without her. Like, he'd kill himself. I mean, he already tried to do that once, Mm -hmm. so. Oh, no, that's for sure what he would do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then Edward notices something outside, and he's like, oh, would you stay in the car if I asked you to? (laughs) She doesn't. Like, why why even say it, Stephanie? Why even fucking have him ask? (laughs) And so... Guess who is standing across the parking lot? Oh my god. It is oh Mr. God. Jacob Black. My boy. Doesn't he like dramatically like turn? He does. I feel like Absolutely. Like a camera he does. Pan onto him. Is he even wearing a shirt? He is wearing a shirt. Rare moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The screaming in the movie theater mm-hmm. was like unparalleled. The pheromones in the air were just <laughs> unparalleled. Absolutely. They're playing Twilight right now at the Regal in New York. You should go. I kind of oh want to go. Sh- you yeah. should go. You need that community experience to really, you like, really do. feel it. I want to go to a showing, though, that has people there. Like, mm. I want to make sure there's at least, like, 10 people there. Like a like a Friday or Saturday night showing, I feel like, would be a good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good oh, my God, call. you have to. Yeah. Do it for me, please. I would die for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Jacob is like, I heard you left town. So I just, like, came by to check if you're still human. And to warn Edward against his family coming onto our land. Yeah. So <laughs> Bella obviously has no idea what he's talking about because Edward is a liar and doesn't tell her anything. And so freaking true. She's like, 
what's up? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, Emma and Paul, they just had a little misunderstanding. Like, it's all good. It's all good. They were chasing Victoria through the woods. Yeah. Remember that lady that was trying to kill you for like a year? That one. She's back. Mm -hmm. But Jacob Mm -hmm. is like, what the fuck? Like, did you lie to get her out of town too? And says that Bella has a right to know that Victoria is back, which is true. So Bella is actually upset at Edward, maybe for the only time in the movies. She's like, I can't believe you lied to me. We're going to talk about this later. But first, you, Jacob, why haven't you called me back? And he's like, because I had nothing to say. And Bella says, well, I have tons. So then in a very, like, unspoken thing, she goes to, like, get on his motorcycle. Edward does not want this to happen. He's, like, literally about to have a breakdown because he doesn't trust Jacob at all. But Bella's like, sucks to suck. I'm going to be fine. See you later. Gets on the bike. Jacob is very smug at this point, but she tells him to lose the grin. We're just going for a ride. Bella would. Bella does not do this in the no. book, and Edward would never, ever have allowed this. He, never. Edward would have been like hanging onto the back of that motorcycle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running alongside it at hyperspeed. There's like, a, there's like an extremely racist scene in the book that happens instead, where the principal comes out and like sees basically Jacob and basically thinks he's like riffraff. Oh my god! Um, oh. And is like, and is like, uh, do you want to get off our premises or whatever? Yeah. And so Jacob leaves. Jesus. Um, and Bella, Bella escapes to see him another time. Mm. And Edward gets really mad. Yeah. Mm. He's like, I took apart your car. How did you get there? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Bella, I took apart your car. We pan out to the car. It's just the shell. Like, there aren't any wheels. (laughs) There's no, like, hood on the car. Mm Mm-hmm. So Jacob and Bella are on the little motorcycle, and they go to Sam and Emily's place, where we see very casually that Quill has turned into a werewolf mm. as well. It's information that's just kind of thrown at us. There's no shit. Bella's just like, ha you too, huh? And he's like, yeah, well. Like, it's like, <laughs> she's like, what? Yeah. Um, so it's it's weird. Um, the boys are, oh God, they're always giving Jake, these scamps are always just giving Jacob such a tough time. Yeah. Um, so they're like, God, we're glad Bella's here so we can get a break from Jacob's obsessive inner monologue about her. It's like, God, I hope Bella calls. Like, is she going to call soon? I hope she calls so I can hang up. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even like, oh, Bella's here. They're like, oh, are you done writing your fucking little <laughs> diary, baby, about Bella? Like, they're yeah. so <laughs> mean. They're so mean. Yeah. Well, particularly when you find out and when that they can like hear each other's thoughts. Yeah, that's devastating. And it's like they're they're exposing him. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like just when you say that about a friend. It's like no, they know that he's actually thinking about yeah. that. And Bella then also meets Leah Clearwater, um, who is Harry Clearwater's daughter. Justice for Leah. Yeah. Um, Leah's a great character. Bella apologizes for Leah's loss um, because if we remember, uh, Harry Clearwater died in New mm-hmm. Moon. Um, he had a heart attack while Bella was cliff jumping yep. um, while hunting Victoria. Um, and Leah's like, if you're here to torture Jacob, you can feel free to leave. Um, because again, Leah also knows Jacob's thoughts. Yep. And as it turns out, Leah, because she is also a wolf, um, she joined the pack after her dad died. Fun fact that's only in the illustrated guide. The reason Harry Clearwater, Clearwater died um, is not because of hunting Victoria. Harry Clearwater had a heart attack the first time that Leah phased, which was in the family living room. Oh, my God. Because a girl had never phased before. She got angry. She got really angry. She phased, and Harry dropped dead. That is crazy. Leah's story is super tragic. Oh, my God. And it's not in any of the books. 
There's too much lore. There's too much. <laughs> yeah, because Stephanie Breyer decided to put all the interesting stuff in this like 10,000 page illustrated yeah. guide. Um, so I didn't know that until I got the illustrated guide last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's like how he died. And then her 15-year-old brother, oh, Seth. Seth Clearwater, who was a big fan favorite. Is that Boo-Boo Stewart? It's yes. Boo-Boo Stewart. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Boo-Boo. Yes, he also phased. He's a big fan favorite. Um, and so he Seth is chomping at the bit to get in the action. Um, but we learn that Sam is keeping him home studying. This is also where we learn about the tragic Leah, Sam, Emily pain fest. Like, and it is yeah. really bad. Would you mind giving us just like a quick and dirty summary? Yeah. yeah. So let me give you a quick and dirty summary. Cause um, so when Leah was so angry, that was like also after all of this had happened, right? Mm-hmm. So all this happens to Leah. And then she also like loses her dad because she phases in front of him. So Leah and Sam are high school sweethearts. I think Sam is like two years older than Leah. Um, Emily is Leah's cousin and she lives in a different town, but they've all known each other forever. Um, Sam phases when the Cullens return to Forks, right? Mm-hmm. Which is two years before Bella shows up. And so when Sam phases, he phases alone. He has no idea what's going on. They haven't been told the stories because no one has phased for like a very long time since probably the 20, I think the tw- it was like the twenties were the last time that the Collins had been in Forks. Um, so it's like, it's like, um, I think <sighs> Billy's grandfather was the last person to phase. Mm. Um, so it's been a while. Uh, and so Sam is going through all this secretly doesn't tell Leah anything. Leah has no idea what's going on. She's really, really worried about Sam. She tells Emily. Emily comes down to Leah's for a barbecue, walks in, and then Sam locks eyes on Emily and is immediately imprints, imprints on her. Like, doesn't understand what's happening, but like in that moment, his whole world starts to revolve around Emily, walks up to Emily. Um, Emily is like super freaked out. And basically, Sam pulls Leah aside immediately brings her around to the back of the house and is like, we need to break up now and leaves. And so, so Leah's like, what's going on? Tells Emily. She's super sad. Emily goes home and has this like weird feeling that it's somehow her fault, but she's like, well, that's crazy. That can't happen. Next day, Sam is on Emily's door, doorstep. And it's like, hi, I love you. I love you. I love you. Like we should date, we should date. And so Emily calls Leah and is like, this is what Sam did. He's the worst, whatever. Regardless, Emily and Sam start like meeting up every day in the woods because Sam tells Emily his secret. He's like, I'm a werewolf. I like imprinted on you. This is why I'm like this. And I'm never going to not want you. Um, And so eventually Emily becomes so like upset about this that she basically throws Sam's history back in his face and is like, you're a loser. You're a deadbeat. You're just like your deadbeat dad. Um, You left Leah. And Sam gets really mad and phases and gets too close to her and scratches her face. And that's why she has the scar. Um, and Emily, so Emily ends up in the hospital and like on morphine and stuff. And when Sam visits Emily in the hospital, she's like, I love you too. And then they're together. And I believe Leah has agreed to be a bridesmaid in Sam and Emily's wedding because they oh my God. are engaged. So now Leah is in Sam's pack, which means that Sam can hear all of Leah's thoughts mm-hmm. and vice versa. Okay. So it's, it's a real nightmare. Yeah. Is Emily also in the pack though, or no, because no. she doesn't. No, she's not. Okay. Mm-mm. So there's only one female. Is it just to me or does imprinting sound like um, like when a skunk sprays you? No, it's literally something animals do. Yeah. Okay. It's, like, it's, a, it's a term used for animals. And Stephanie Meyer was like, what if I took a real 
Native American tribe. And I put them in my book and I had them do something that animals do. And I had them do quill. This is taken out. This is not discussed in the movie, Mm -hmm. but in this corollary scene, it's in the book. When he, when Jacob explains imprinting, he's like, quill did it. Quill imprinted on this little baby named Claire. Claire is two years old. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, it's not lovely. Like, it's just like a big brother. And like, he'll be, he'll be whatever she needs. Like when they get older, they'll be together. But it's not, it's not grooming though. It's not grooming. It's not grooming. If that's <laughs> right. I can see how you might think that it's grooming. It's not. Cause why would they ever choose anyone else when they've just had this best big brother and friend and then eventually lover? Oh my God. Yeah. And so let, like, congrats to the Quilu tribe who exists. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people can tell the difference, though. It's not going to make a big deal if I just use their name. Yeah. I'm sure no one will ever be like, oh, this is what that tribe actually believes. That's so fucked I'm up. I'm sure that the that the Burke Museum in Seattle didn't have to actually make a website called Truth versus Twilight mm-hmm. that goes into all this stuff. It just, like, it blows my mind. Just, like, first of all, the fact that she, like, wrote all of this, but the just fact that she insisted... Yeah, on attaching it to a real yeah. tribe. You can't make up a name yeah. at the very least to put all these horrible stereotypes onto. You have to pick a real tribe. And she has no... When she tells the story in the Illustrated Guy, because there's like an interview between her and another author, mm-hmm. and she, how this came about is that... I don't I don't think I've told this story before on the podcast, but Edward... Um, she couldn't figure out how she was going to get Edward to, to tell Bella that he was a vampire. Because he hates that that about himself so much. She was like, I couldn't get him to say the words. She she's like, so that's how Jacob was like invented. Um, she was like, you know, I start, I was like, are there other like war type things that I could try to think about? She's like, so I looked it up and she's like, and I noticed that there was like this little Native American tribe that was like right nearby where I set my vampires. So I was like, oh my God, I'll use one of them. And they had this like wolf lore, which is not the same as the lore mm-hmm. that is used in the books. Um, the Quilly tribe, they I believe turn turned from wolves into man. Mm. And so she changed their creation story too. Which would be like if somebody took like Genesis, you know, for people who are like Christian and was just like, oh, let me just let me just garble it up and just use the same name. Um, it's really bad. And so yeah, in the book, she's like, I was so lucky to just have this real tribe, like right next to where I set my vampires. And it's like, where is that? Yeah. Bro. That's literally insane shit. That's why I get so like riled up about about Stephanie and about giving money to Mm. that tribe because they haven't seen a cent of it. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. So, so that's so that's so I've I've explained imprinting, but basically, like we had he then has to explain like what imprinting is to Bella. And in the book, Bella's like, well, it sounds kind of gross to me. And that's when he's like, it's not, it's not gross. It's fine that Quill imprinted on a little baby. Um, and it's also supposed to be really rare, but I, I feel like they imprint left and right on these in these books. Yeah. Yeah. Like left and right. They all they, they all start imprinting. This doesn't like um, doesn't Paul imprint on somebody as well? Paul imprints on Jacob's yes. sister, older sister, who is um, he's a minor, she's out of college. Super fun, super fresh. Love that. Jared and Prince. Jared and Prince on that girl Kim, mm. um, which I don't think is in the movie. But it's in the book. They all like. There's there's hardly anyone that doesn't imprint. Yeah. So Jacob explains that like what imprinting is like when you see her, everything changes, and it's not gravity holding you to planet anymore. It's her. You would do anything and be anything for her. And Bella's like, "Well, have you ever imprinted?" He's like, "Well, you'd know if I had." 
She's asking for herself. Yeah, she thinks that he's imprinted on her. Absolutely. She yeah, she's either thinks she's imprinted on her or she's like wants to know if he's still like available. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, are you still are we still down for this triangle? She is sick. She's mentally ill. So, so then God, they all are. Mm-hmm. And so then she's like, okay, for now you're still you. Um, and he's like, Yeah, and you're still you. And she's like, mm-hmm. until graduation, Jacob loses. His, he's like, what? Yeah. Shocked. Shocked to hear that she's going to change in a month. He, and, I mean, he has a lot. Of, he has a lot of fair points. Yeah. He's like, I didn't think you were going to become one of them before you you even lived. Mm-hmm. And what he wants to say is before he could change her yeah. mind, before he could like manipulate and never, ever, ever take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, but Edward has his hooks in you so deep. <laughs> <laughs> God, his Taylor Lautner's performance is horrendous. Yeah, it's not great. But he's so hot. <laughs> he is. Oh, he's yeah. great. He's also nominated for nominated for a number of Razzies. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Um, so Bella's like, I decided this, and Jacobs is like, Well, I'd rather that you be dead than one of them. Which you know, it's toughy. That's a toughie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Bella's hurt. She's extremely hurt in the books. You can't really tell that she's that hurt in the mm-hmm. movies because, um, you just can't. And she's like, she's like, well, I guess Edward's right. I shouldn't have come. And Jacob's like, I'm sorry, but like too little, too yeah. late. The, the, those are not really words you can really take back. You can't really take them back once yeah. they're out. Sorry. I'm just like lost in the fact that Jacob is like, he'd rather she be dead than one of them. Sorry. Okay. But we're back in it. Yeah, because you would think that he'd want her to be around in, like, some... I mean, he's been around Mm -hmm. the Collins enough at this point to understand that they do seem to emulate human behavior in some way. they're not killing people. They must resemble their human selves in some way. But he's like, no, I'd like you to be dead. I just need to see... I mean, it would be a completely different movie, but, like, I need to see more of Bella's personality to be like, oh, I get it. I get it why they're so in love with her. I'm like, she's not particularly Mm -hmm. nice. She's not particularly smart. She doesn't have any fucking hobbies. Like, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> well, I think that, like, for oh. Edward, the main appeal is because he can't read her mind. That's the that's the only thing I keep coming back to. Yeah. And and if he heard her horny thought, if he heard her horny thoughts for one second, he'd be like, Jezebel. <laughs> and like he'd be out of there. He would be out yeah. of there mm-hmm. in a second. Um, well, there's definitely more of her personality in the books. Okay, yes. Yeah, I figure. But I, I do figure. think it's but I I mean what, she's clumsy in the books, <laughs> that's it. She's yeah, she <laughs> she's clumsy. So that's the thing they add. She's really she's smart, okay. um, and she's she's passionate. She's a fiery temper. I mean, I don't know that's why if that's why you should like someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but she um, she's pretty warm. She's like a pretty. I, I, she's a bad friend. Yeah. Like she doesn't have any hobbies, and she's not a particularly good friend. And yeah. I wouldn't say she's particularly nice, but she's like caring, um, and she's a pretty warm person. Whereas I feel like particularly in this movie, in this movie, Bella is wooden. Yeah, I, I totally Her agree. Performance is wooden. She's not stuttering anymore and she's not blinking, but instead she's a mannequin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we get more from Bella in her like catatonic state in New Moon than yeah. we like mm-hmm. do in this movie. We do. Yeah, she's just completely phoning it in. That makes sense because I feel like this movie in particular, I was just like, because she wasn't doing that whole like, oh my God, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Moving right along. Who's in Bella's room? A man who at this time in my life, I do not know his name um, because I didn't connect the dots. 
And, you know, he is a vampire. He takes Bella's scarf before going downstairs where Charlie is sleeping on the couch. And he, like, leans over Charlie and I'm like, is this it? Is he going to kill him? I would have cried if this was the end for I movie Charlie. Yeah, I would have been. I, <laughs> yeah. we, I love movie Charlie yeah. so much. I don't want to see Billy Burke go out no, that way. No, not at all. <laughs> but it's not the end. Bella gets home. And Charlie is actually, like, initially upset that Edward kept her out during dinner. But then is, like, totally okay with everything when he learns she was actually with Jacob. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's so weird. It's such a weird agenda. You never seemed this passionate before. I be, I get that he she was, like, grounded, that that stuff happened. But it's like, why can't you just be like, oh – you know, maybe hang out with Angela or Jessica or whatever the fuck. Well, I think it's it's because, like, when Bella was so heartbroken after Edward left, like, Jacob was actually the only thing that was able to pull her mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah. Um, and also, like, he loves Jacob. He's known Jacob his whole life. And, like, Billy and Jacob are very much family to him. So I think it, like, I understand why he would want to push Bella towards him as much as possible even though like she can make her own decisions but yeah yeah it's a it's a a, everyone's manipulating everyone's got their own agenda here yeah i mean i get them i get him wanting to push her towards jacob the thing that i don't get is like why is this all you guys fucking talk about like i know you got it there's got something else you can talk about please Mm -hmm. but Guess who shows up? Edward. Because, you know, why Why wouldn't he be there? He's, like, all panicked. He's, like, I've been worried sick about you all day long. Yeah, he's, like, I almost broke the treaty to make sure you're okay. I'm, mm-hmm. like, relax. Yeah. She's, yeah, this she is, almost started a crazy. war. Do you hear yourself fucking yeah. talking right now? <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah. So, Edward notices a scent in Belle's room. He's, like, someone's been here. <sighs> This is Time Pop, a podcast about time travel movies. Each episode, we take a deep dive into a time travel film and talk about all the insanity and madness that happens when you travel through time. Tell our new fans some of the episodes they could listen to right now. Okay. The Adjustment Bureau. See You Yesterday. The Time Machine. Live, Die, Repeat. Primer. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. With many more time travel movies in our future. Join me, Ari. Scott. And Dez. For Time Pop. So they all skedaddle on over to the Cullen house. Edward explains like to the family about this stranger in Bella's room. He says like he doesn't recognize the scent. It couldn't be a nomad because they left Charlie alive. So it's not just somebody passing through. And apparently like they tracked the scent. It disappeared five miles south of the Swan house. They know it can't be Victoria because Alice has been watching her decisions and she's also been watching, like, Aro's decision. So it's not the Volturi either. Those are the only two enemies they have, so... And guess why they hate them? Because of one woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery wrapped in a riddle. So the Cullens decide to take shifts protecting Bella's house. But Bella's like, no, you guys can't protect me. Watch my dad. Search for the intruder. And Victoria. And keep yourselves fed. And they're like, well, it's time to bring in some reinforcements then. I mean, it's it's more than time, you know? They're really stretching themselves thin here. And Rosalie doesn't want to be there at all, so. No, Rosalie's, like, barely participating. I She's, wouldn't want to either. Yeah. 
I'm like, why are you dropping everything? Like, why are you putting this random bitch in front of our family? Like, <laughs> I mean, the rest of them are just looking for a new cult member. And Rosalie's like, please, can this girl just get out of here? Like, I yeah. hope. Well, Carlisle has been looking for a mate for Edward since he turned Rosalie in hopes that she would be Edward's mate. Yes, that exactly right. And when we hear Rosalie's story, it's, it's incredibly distressing that that's what was on Carlisle's mm-hmm. mind. While damning her to eternal yeah. life. Wait, why did Carlisle, Carlisle turn Rosalie into a vampire? Yes. Wait, why? He finds her, like, bleeding in the street. And he's just... And, and Edward even says, like... Because you get this perspective in Midnight mm-hmm. Sun. Edward is like, God damn, it's Rosalie Hale. Like, seriously, Carlisle, you're going to turn Rosalie Hale? Because they were living in this, in Rochester mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and she was, like, the whole town knew her. Yeah. And he's like, you can't do this. And Carla was like, it just seems she's just, it just seems like such a waste. Like I just, but part of what he was thinking, and I don't know if he was thinking in that moment, was that perhaps she would make a good mate. She's, she's died dead. I mean, she was not going to survive. Mm-hmm. Perhaps she would make a good mate for Edward, like a companion for Edward. Why did he think that turning her into a vampire would be better than leaving her? I'm like, would she have preferred to die? You know? She yeah. would have. Rosalie has 1000% said that she would have preferred to die. So, yeah, Carlisle yeah. was just like, you know what? I make the rules. Mm-hmm. I'll decide if this one dies or. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Truly. Yeah. I can talk about God this for complex. hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People really, people really, a lot of people really dislike Carlisle, like for those choices that he makes mm-hmm. because they're, they're crazy. Um, Jacob goes, okay. So Jacob goes to Bella's room to pick up the scent. He's like, the wolves can handle it from here. Edward and Jacob immediately start arguing, right? And so Bella has to get in between them. And she's like, listen, I'm done with this. I'm neutral. Okay, I'm Switzerland. Again, like no emotion. She's like, I'm Switzerland from now on. So in the in the days that that then come to pass, the wolves start taking over so the Collins can hunt. Looks like they're working together. Um Bella, so then we cut to Bella and Edward meeting Jacob. Um, and it's like, they're, they're kind of doing a, um, Edward's going to kind of pass Bella over to Jacob to spend the day. Cause I guess, I think they're going hunting. Yeah. Um, and Jacob is of course, um, not wearing a shirt. And Edward even says like, you know, does he ever wear a shirt? And Bella, he's a wolf. <laughs> he's got to be able to change quick. So he's supposed to ruin all his shirts. Truly. That's part of the reason. Cause he was like destroying all of his clothes in the books. Doesn't he have like some sort of like a band or something around his leg? He has a yeah. band for his jeans. Yeah. That he puts it for his jorts yeah. that he puts around his leg. Cause he's like destroying and like canonically doesn't, they're poor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any money. And and so he had like one pair of pants and was just like destroying them or whatever. So yeah, he had something that he put around his leg, but I think that is part of the reason that he doesn't wear shirts so that he can like phase on the fly. Mm-hmm. But I also think it was a way for, Stephanie Meyer just like over-sexualized these indigenous yeah. boys. Sure, of course. Because they all look, they're all like, he has like about the body of a 25-year-old, mm-hmm. I guess, is what she says at one point. Yeah. And she's like a really horny virgin. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Bella's like, you can go. Um, and Edward's like, I'll be right back. And she's like, Don't you don't need to rush. You need to hunt. And then Edward like really goes in for the kiss. Like they are pretty much making out. Yeah, and I'm like, this is all about Jacob. That's what this this kiss is for. Yeah. All about Jacob. Right. And he he's like, or after they kiss, she's like, oh, well, you know, don't be, don't take like too much time or some little. shit like that. Yeah. yeah, maybe rush a little. I'm like, can you not see that, like, he's doing that because Jacob is right there? 
Mm-hmm. Edward is so withholding that Bella literally doesn't care. Yeah. Because he will never kiss her like that. Unless Jacob's around. Unless, I guess unless Jacob's around. There's fan fiction of like Jacob and Edward getting together, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because, you know, there's a lot of tension between them in this. So I would much. say they have some of the some of the hottest scenes. In this Honestly, movie. my favorite scene in this movie is between them in the tent. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And so so then Bella walks over to Jacob, who's like, hey, beautiful, mm-hmm. and gives her like the most like a warm enveloping hug. Um, and <laughs> is this your this note? This is actually Mo's note. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wow. Mo, what I would give to be in this position. <laughs> I mean, same. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, you know, Bella's really got the pick of the litter mm-hmm. here. He gives her like a yeah. bear hug. She looks so warm and cozy, especially compared to her slab of marble boyfriend. Yeah, she's just kissed like an icy rock stone, and then like he this this and he's you know hotter than the than a human. Um, so he's nice and warm. He's like, "What do you want to do today? We're going to a party tonight. Mm. What's that going to be about? Oh, oh, what's the party? It's a fucking council meeting. (laughs) It's a council meeting." You know those crazy council meetings? Probably the opposite of what you'd call a party. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the indigenous people would like their council meetings being called parties. And I think Bella is also correct in me. Like, I should not be here. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. She shouldn't. But she is. And he's like, no, no. Like, you're a part of all this. Like, I thought it would be important for you to hear the history. And... um <laughs> Boo Boo Stewart comes over to them. <laughs> I was kind of excited about it because I had a huge crush on him when I was like 12 years old. Mm, he's adorable. Yeah. He is adorable. Yeah. yeah, he's a cutie. And so he goes over and he's like, oh, Jacob, like I saved you a burger and like makes a joke about his dad, like eating all the food last time or something. And then Jacob introduces Bella to Seth. This is Leah's brother, Seth, mm-hmm. Seth Clearwater. And they have a great big brother little brother dynamic they're very cute yeah you know bella's there they go sit around the fire and jacob's dad begins talking about the tribe and i just wrote i feel bad for the quillie tribe right now because they have an entire Mm -hmm. scene that spells out this lore that is so fake it's not real but they dress it to like it is not clear that this is fake Mm -hmm. if you didn't look it up you could think that oh this is like from their actual history yeah i had to when i first started doing this like my twilight account i had to look it up because i truly did i was like i don't know she took the tribe did she take did she take their lore as well i have no idea Mm -hmm. um and no it's it really is dressed up like i feel like it gains legitimacy because they're based on a real tribe yeah and it the whole it's tough Mm -hmm. especially because like the original like history of the quillet tribe does have like something to do with wolves so to like it does it's it's close enough yeah it's just it's such a fucked thing to do so we hear this very very fake lore from stephanie (laughs) which is about how the tribe has always had magic in their blood and they shapeshifted into powerful wolves that helped them scare off their enemies and then one day they came across a man who had a heart like stone and was cold as ice. And we see this like flashback of some of the tribe members coming across a vampire who has like killed a bunch of their people. And one of the tribe members, the warriors, um, transforms into a wolf and attacks and kills this man. 
they were able to like tear him apart, but they learned that the only thing that would actually kill the vampires was fire. And they were like always worried that the cold man wasn't alone. Turns out that they were right because this vampire's mate came to like seek vengeance for her dead lover. And she is like wreaking havoc on the village. And after the, is it like the chief of the tribe? Yeah. 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 He's like the chief elder, I think. Yes. Um, Taha Aki, his son died. So he was the only like warrior left who could still phase. So he shapeshifts into a wolf and tries to destroy this vampire, but she is like about to overpower him. And that's when Taha Aki's third wife stabs herself so that her blood will distract the cold one. And then he was able to kill her. So it's this whole story about how the third wife who had no magical powers whatsoever, other than bravery was able to like save their entire tribe. And he says that over time, their enemies have disappeared except the cold ones. And they can sense that something terrible is coming now and they all need to be ready. Ooh. Yeah. Voting. Um, <laughs> who wrote this next note? It's so <laughs> in this like warehouse. <laughs> this was Mo. Oh, that was absolutely me. I was just like, again. Oh my god, I love you. Whenever they go to Riley, it's like dark, it's, it's dark, dark, dark. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have like astigmatism. I literally can't see what's happening. I'm like, I need a binoculars. I need a magnifying glass. I literally can't see it. If you've never seen, I should. If you've never seen this, the hottest take, it's in this like a warehouse. The new vampires are feeding and like biting people. <laughs> Especially when you don't know, like, what's going on with this side plot. It's got to be super confusing. It's super... I don't know how anyone ever gets... Except for New Moon, which I think is probably the least confusing out of all of them. Um, I don't know anybody ever understands anything that's going on in these movies if they haven't read the the books. Mm. Um, So um, one girl wakes up, and I think that that's Brie. I think that's Brie Tanner, who gets her own... Who gets her... Randomly gets her own spin-off book and she's very popular in the fandom i don't think she's very special at all and don't no, understand what she i read that book, book and i was like okay no but i would you learn she's nothing. like underwater well, learn for some... most of it isn't she oh my god she's underwater for so much that she's hanging out with that guy diego in yeah. that little cave <laughs> um but like she, you do learn stuff about the volturi and their involvement in this yeah. and so they they use that in the movie yes. which i think is interesting because it's information you didn't have in the book um and so Brie Tanner wakes up and asks the mass, the Riley. Um, I see Mariah starting to put the pieces together here. <laughs> I searched um, on the cast thing. I was like, okay, there's like a generic looking white man. <laughs> That's him. That's him. Um, we see someone in the back getting killed. So it's like real carnage yeah, going on yeah. in, the, in the vampire army. Like they are really just destroying everything. And again, you see that in Brie Tanner's book, mm-hmm. you see like what a nightmare it is to be living amongst these newborn vampires and how destructive they are. And Riley tells the girl she needs to stay alive because he needs an army, right? And so we're like, oh, what's going mm-hmm. on? Back to the Cullens who watch the news on TV, like a normal human family. <laughs> um, there are tons of murders and crimes happening in Seattle still. And so Jasper, <laughs> Jasper is like, listen, I'm a, an expert, and this is the work of multiple. Every time this man comes on screen, I start laughing hysterically. Um, we he had a bad wig in New Moon, but his wig is atrocious in this movie. He looks so terrible. I thought he looked better in this movie. 
I think I just like the long hair, but he, yeah, it looks no, bad. He looks, it looks he bad. Looked awful. He looked awful in New Moon, yeah. so he definitely looks yeah. better. I definitely think he looks okay. better, but he looks like a clown. <laughs> um, like, because Jackson Rathbone is a very attractive man. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they had to do anything to his hair. Like, his hair is normal in Breaking Dawn. It looks fine. Yeah. Like, why, why did they have to do anything? Um, and so Jasper's like, this is the work of multiple vampires, and these are newbie vampires. He can tell, and we're going to find out why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Carla's like, wait a second, is someone creating an army? Um, and Edward's like, well, that's the, that's the only clan that's even close to. Se- Edward says that they're the only clan or coven that's even close to mm-hmm. Seattle because um, they're like the only coven that like exists basically and like live somewhere permanently. The rest of them kind of rove around. Yeah, it's roam, like them, and then around. like into Denali. Denali. yeah yeah and so carlisle tells them like regardless of the reason that they were made they need to stop them or the voltori will um he's also really surprised that the voltori have let it go, go on for this long don't be so naive man e- exactly and so edward's like maybe the voltori are behind it because he knows that Aro really wanted him and Alice to join the voltori they found this out in new moon because edward was able to read Aro's thoughts um, but Aro knows that they would never, ever um, do it as long as their families were still alive. As long as the rest of the Collins are alive, Aro will never have Edward and Alice. Mm-hmm. And you would think that Carlisle would be, like, kind of tuned into this because he lived with the Volturi for, like, a while. Well, I think that's what I think that's what blinds him mm-hmm. is because, like, Aro genuinely enjoys Carlisle. Like, they are friends. And so I think he's like, um, no. My bestie? He wouldn't. He could never. Again, his brain isn't, his brain isn't fully developed. Yeah. I have a quick question here because I just want to understand yeah. the stakes. At first, I was like, oh, are they actually creating an army just so Victoria can get back at that? At- yes. Okay. But in a bigger picture, the Volturi want Alice and Edward. Well, yeah. So, so the Volturi aren't behind this in any way, but when they find out about it, they don't stop it because, because they don't like, they, they feel like the Cullens are quite powerful and like, they're the only ones that have these like tight familial bonds. And so, yeah, but again, that's something that you don't know in the book. Like when I first saw the movie, I was like, this is stupid. It's definitely not highlighted. I was like, when I first saw the movie, I was like, the Volturi weren't, weren't involved because I hadn't read the Brie Tanner book mm. yet. So you only find out in the Brie Tanner book that the Volturi do come. Yeah. And they meet with Victoria and they and Riley. And they're mm. like, you have five days, five days to get this finished, or we're gonna finish you. And so basically they can they say, like, go ahead. Yeah. Do and do it. Um, but like as when you read the book, you don't know that. And then watching them, like so in the movie, I was like, did they make this up? What's going on? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they made they're making the army like just to to take out. So it's so that the spotlight will be off Victoria. Yeah. Okay. Right. They, they're going to focus on the army. Someone else is making her decisions for her, so that she's just trying to get around Alice. It's it's a lot of work for nothing. It doesn't really make any yeah. sense. It really isn't the best plan. No, no, it's completely crazy. Yeah. Still reeling. So at home, <laughs> at home, Charlie is just, you know, staring at this poster of Mr. Riley Beers, just there you go. missing man, thinking maybe he'll get a clue from just staring at the same missing poster. <laughs> 
I guarantee you that it's for all the people who are just as confused as you are. Mara. Oh yeah. Well, this was the con- the confirmation. This was a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it is, it is him. So mm-hmm. he just like looks at this poster and then Bella comes over and asks about dinner or some shit. And Bella's like, oh, like, what are you looking at? And he's like, well, this, this man went missing over a year ago and his family has been papering Seattle ever since. And she's like, well, do you think they should give up? And he's like, it, I wouldn't if I were him. Not ever. And Bella's like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. She's like, I'm literally just trying to be a vampire, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you let me go in peace? Yeah. God, like, I'm just, we're just not going to ever see each other again after next month. Can that be okay? Yeah. Dad, if I ever go missing, just don't look for me, okay? Just don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't look for me. Stay don't home. look for me. <laughs> So that night, Bella and Edward lay in bed together. I guess he came through her window, right? That's what happened. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, that he, he he they spend every night together, mm-hmm. every Great. single night. <laughs> is his dick <laughs> broken, or is he just like not into that? He's a virgin. He's a virgin, and he's trying to protect her soul. Okay, so sh- like, and 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 his dick may or may not be broken. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to wait until marriage, it's totally fine. Like, I don't. I used to want to do that, too. Like, it's so chill. But the weird thing is, it's like, why is that a part of the the story? Like, why is there so much emphasis on it? It's weird. Because because Stephanie Meyer is Mormon. And I know that now. But as someone who, like, is looking at it from the outside, it's like, are you okay? No. no. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild because she's basically, like harass i mean bella has to get to the point where she's like her, almost like harassing it like she's bet she's yeah. begging it's it's even worse in the books too oh god it's really bad in the oh my god it's it's yeah they downplay it and they really downplay Holy it shit. in the movie actually yeah okay oh my god she's begging that scene in the bed in edward's room is so long in the book <gasps> that's embarrassing oh my <laughs> goodness and does she has she stated that that's mm-hmm. a stand-in for herself or is it just inferred <laughs> oh it's just it's just like very okay. obvious but no she's never i would die of embarrassment yeah but the, here's the thing robert panson at 22 years of age gave an interview it was like on the first twilight press junket and he gave a whole interview where he was like the whole reading the book made me feel super uncomfortable he's like i felt like stephanie had had this dream about this like sexy vampire and then just put herself in the book and like it was never supposed to be published he put her on black i have to watch this he's like anyway yeah it's like it i think it's it's pinned on my um i think it's oh okay. i think it's pinned on my profile oh, yeah, because yeah, it's go gotten it. a ton of it's um the way that he nails down the fact that she he's like and i thought to myself this woman's mad she's absolutely mad she's falling in love with her fictional character and she's making us all read it like yeah oh my god if i would have never recovered if i had been stephanie meyer but like no she doesn't like yeah but it is it is definitely her like if you read the description of bella like it it is it is stephanie meyer's face yeah, so there was an article that came out a couple of months ago, and they took in, they had like an AI do oh compo- the AI. Yeah. It did like oh, so um, AI composites, basically of what the characters should look like based on their description in the book, and the oh description God. of Bella is a description of Stephanie. And when the picture ended up looking so much like Stephanie, the widow's peak and like the big mouth and like the cheeks, the dark hair, everything, it is Stephanie. It like to to a T. Yeah. Does not look like Kristen Stewart. No, doesn't look like Kristen Stewart. Okay, this like 
is creepy to me. I feel like mm-hmm. there's like witchcraft involved and I don't like it. <laughs> so <laughs> that night they're laying in bed and Bella thinks about what she's going to tell people about her not coming home for Christmases and why they'll never see her again. And I'm like, sweetie, people fade out of each other's lives all the time. Like you're not special. <laughs> but he tells her in a couple of decades, everyone she knows will be dead. And I'm like, that's a fact. And she's like, why don't you want me to be like you? And I'm like, you'll have to cope if this is your what you want. Because that's yeah. a fact, bitch. So mm-hmm. he says he's told her, but Bella's like, she's like, I know there's more. Like, what aren't you telling me? And he tells her he knows the consequences of the choices she's making. And he doesn't want to make her suffer And he tells her she thinks he has a soul and he doesn't want to risk hers for the sake of never losing her. That would be the most selfish thing he could ever do. So he's like really obsessed with this idea of a soul versus not Mm -hmm. having a soul. Very obsessed with souls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very religious overtones. Not undertones. So in that that sexy scene in New Moon between Carlisle and Bella, and you probably don't even know what they said because it was so mm-hmm. sexy, but that's when she figures that out. That's oh, when Carla yeah. was like, Edward is obsessed with souls. He thinks that we don't have one. Yeah, he thinks that they're damned and that they don't have souls. Yeah, I do remember that. I was like, okay, like, good job sprinkling, because if there wasn't anything to go back on for this thought process, <laughs> I would have been pissed. But she tells him she thought he would be afraid that she'd be too different. So just completely changing the subject is like, we're not going to talk about that <laughs> even. Um, she's like, I thought you thought that like, I'd be too different. Like, like I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be like, warm or clumsy I would be like anymore. a cold and like crusty. And, and wouldn't, I wouldn't say my blood wouldn't smell so tasty. <laughs> and he's like, you'll always be my Bella. My Bella, just less fragile. <laughs> Can't believe they dated in real life. It was a coupling I never really understood. But I, well, I definitely understand how it happened because they were like literally. It's like the only they, the, the, there's only other person who could understand what they were going through, right? Like it was such a frenzy. Mm-hmm. But I just I I do think that they are. Uh, I really like them both individually. Like mm-hmm. I think they're both super oh, yeah. cool. Um, but I, I think they're very different. But again, maybe that's maybe that's how. And particularly if it's, she was so awkward at the mm-hmm. time. Like she's really grown. Like. I think that she's, I love to listen to her talk now. She has such interesting thoughts about acting and all that stuff. But at the time, she had not shown that. Yeah. And so he was like always so funny and eloquent and and educated. And, and sh- she just always was like, couldn't speak. Yeah. And I was like, what in the hell did they do together? Um, I'm, I would get so much hate for saying this um, if I said it on my account. But now I completely, I think, yeah. un- like understand that she was just paralyzed by, um, like by the by the publicity, um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of people don't believe that they did it in real life. That like he was a beard. I don't. I definitely believe that they were very much in love. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So some time has passed. Bella goes uh, to hang out with Jacob uh, on the reservation, and she tells him that he is invited to Alice's graduation party. But Jacob's mind is like somewhere else. He's kind of on edge, and he's like, "Okay, Bella." I wanted to do this smoother, but I'm out of time. You need to hear the truth so that you know all of your options. I'm in love with you, and I want you to choose me. We knew. I'm speechless. Speechless. Mm -hmm. 
And Bella is like, Jacob, you know, I don't like you like that. And he's like, no, you feel something for me. You just won't admit it. And Ooh, he tells, this is the this is the assassination of Jacob's character happening yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Meyer is assassinating his character. It breaks my heart every time because I'm like, it's really tough. Why did you do this to him? He was so good. Yeah, it really kind of is is out of character. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that he does this. And yeah, he just like keeps going. He's like, I'm not giving up. I'm gonna keep fighting for you. And she's like, Well, you're not gonna be fighting much longer then. And he tells her that she's rushing into this because she's afraid that she'll change her mind. Which I think is a little bit true. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says that she knows what she wants. And he tells her basically like, listen, you wouldn't have to change for me. You wouldn't have to leave your family. I could give you a whole life. And she, he like puts her hand on his chest and he's like, you feel that? This is flesh and blood and warmth. <sighs> and then Jacob grabs Bella's face and kisses her. Fully against her will. There's no consent there. She pushes him off and punches him. And I, the sound effect that they use for this punch <laughs> is insane. Like, hurts my hand just thinking about it. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, it, it breaks her hand. His, his jaw breaks her hand. So I hate this scene so much. It's it's really distressing scene. Um, in the book, it's really distressing because you get Bella's mm-hmm. inner monologue and she's trying to push against him and he won't budge and she eventually goes numb. Yeah. And so it, I mean, it feels like it's like it feels like she's being, I mean, she's being assaulted, right? Because like when she goes numb, like I it's very, very troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate and and I don't think that Stephanie Meyer thinks that it's assault. No. No, it's definitely like read like, oh my gosh, like how could he? Right, exactly. And so it's very upsetting. I I hate I hate that she that Stephanie Meyer did this. Yeah. I feel like she just enacts so much violence on Jacob. It really she does bothers me. She absolutely does. Oh my god. I I feel so blessed to get to talk about this scene. <laughs> like what an honor. Um so so Jacob goes, it's like one of the hottest scenes that ever that's like ever been filmed on on that's ever been a put on cellulite celluloid Mm -hmm. um jacob goes to drop bella off edward immediately vamps (laughs) speeds up into frame in a hoodie oh yeah um which i which i find wild but also very attractive (laughs) and is and is like like he is gonna kill jacob i could i i believe i made a video about this once that got taken down i've made a lot of videos about certain scenes in this movie that that has violated guidelines that I've had to take into how because <laughs> I'm well, you can't say the word sex mm. on TikTok. Really, you can't. And so I I didn't realize that, but I think I was stitched. There was one sound. Um, it's from that Rihanna song where it's like dum dum oh, dee dum. It's like what's what's wrong? With, it's like what's mm. wrong with me? Yeah. Why do I feel like that? And people were stitching videos, and so I like stitched mm. this, and it got taken down. Um, and I also stitched. Um, and what there was one other one where some dude was like, "What's the sexiest thing you've ever?" And I stitched it with mm. this. And I also have had at least six different videos of Edward biting Victoria's head off that have been taken down Whoa. because that's my favorite thing that's like ever yeah. happened, and I think it's so hot. <laughs> when he chomps her head mm-hmm. off 
Um, and yeah, those got taken down for the same reasons. I would use them with like the Rihanna mm. song and they would just be like, hey, mm. it's yeah. out. You're out of here. They're like, stop using the song. <laughs> They're like, stop. <laughs> like, it's actually not the clip. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were a couple of times where I stitched it with like, people were like, show me the sexiest movie, show me the hottest movie clip. And like, it would always, it was kind of as a joke, mm. but it would always be like Victoria's head falling mm. off. It wouldn't get taken down. Yeah. So Edward zooms in and I, this is like, I don't, I can't remember anything about this movie, like, except this is one of the scenes that I do remember. Um, and so Jacob says, Bella isn't sure what she wants. And so Edward goes, wait for her to say the words. And this is, people love this. They go feral for this in the fandom. This is what earned Edward his title as consent king until creator started dismantling yeah. that and saying oh wait no do you actually actually actually, actually let's look at the long laundry list of things that edward does to bella against her without her consent like unfortunately and we get that if we think of the like what happens breaking mm-hmm. down um like unfortunately edward is not the, a consent no. king but in this moment he says wait for her to say the mm-hmm. words and people really like it um i do i like it i like to see you know edward's on top of his game here yeah. And Jacob's like, oh, she will. Jacob, shut your mouth. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Get out of here, Jacob. You're a catch. You know, there's other fish in the sea. There's other, so many other fish in the sea. Who are willing. Yeah. You know? Who you don't have to assault. Like, get on out of here, boy. So Charlie comes over to break it up. And again, this is one of those instances where like movie Charlie is way better, way, way mm. better than book Charlie. Because in the book, Charlie is like, good for you yeah he says good for you good for you to jacob and then asks jacob if he if he wants to press charges against bella for hitting him um so charlie's piece of garbage in the book but so charlie comes out and is like hey break it up like what's going on um jacob's like well i kissed bella and then she broke her hand punching my face total misunderstanding and and charlie looks rightfully concerned but you know again movie charlie's like not the best at either so maybe like not as concerned or pissed as he should look yeah um and then we cut we cut to carlisle tending bella's hand he's like it's just a sprain um emmett comes in for some comedic relief she's like oh i punched a werewolf and he's like you're gonna make one tough newborn and he's like she's like tough enough to take you on (laughs) Because, like, Emmett's, like, the only one excited about her, like, potentially going to become a vampire. And Rosie's like, I hate you, and, like, leaves. And Emmett simply doesn't care. Like, Emmett's like, la-di-da. No, he, he doesn't. Don't worry about it. Everything, everything rolls off Emmett's back. And I'm like, bitches be crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, that is truly, yeah. that's truly the vibe. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate it so much. He's like, see you when I see ya. <laughs> So obviously Rosalie wants to be followed. It's implied. So Bella follows after Rosalie and she's like, I don't know what I did to make you hate me so much. And I'm like, the world doesn't revolve around you. Mm -hmm. But this Mm -hmm. movie certainly does. So (laughs) Rosalie is like, Bella, I don't hate you. I envy you. And I'm sure like Miss Stephanie Meyer was just like drooling. She was like, oh my God, this is so good. Like she envies me. (laughs) The most beautiful vampire in the world. (laughs) Right, right. Because Rosalie is like the, I mean, Alice is beautiful. Like everyone's hot, whatever. Rosalie is like beautiful, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like she was the talk of the town in her time. Like she was a beautiful woman. Oh yeah. So she's the hot, she's the hot blonde. She's the hot mean blonde girl. Yeah. 
So I feel like she was just foaming at the mouth being like, this girl envies me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you're correct. Anyways. <laughs> so she's like, Bella, you have a choice unlike me and you're choosing wrong. So we get Rosalie's backstory. You know, the first in a – well, actually, there's already been, like, the lore at the, like, mm-hmm. council meeting. There's mm-hmm. a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Mm-hmm. So Rosalie says that in the 30s, she wanted to, like, get married, you know, have a family of her own. And she actually says – I remember this distinctly. She's like, I don't care how miserable your life is. Like, you don't want this. And Bella's like, my life isn't miserable. I mean, it has its ups and downs. Everyone's does. And Rosalie's like, not mine. My life was perfect. Totally perfect. Yeah. She's like, I still wanted to get married and have kids and da, da, da. Um, and then we go into the flashback and she's like, I was courted by Royce King. He was the most eligible bachelor in town and says that she barely knew him. But she was young and she wanted to be in love. And then one night she left a friend's house late. And I was like, in the 1930s, I feel like that wouldn't happen. (laughs) But sure. And on her walk home, she like comes across Royce and he like calls her over. And he's super drunk with his friends who seem like total dirtbags. And he starts like showing Rosalie off. And he's like, but I can't show them like underneath all these layers of clothes. And he starts to get very aggressive and it actually didn't realize that this was what was implied. Maybe I'm like so – I don't know why I read it like this because it makes like more sense. But I read it as he calls her over. Um, he gets aggressive. And I thought that him and his friends were vampires and they bite her and leave her there. No. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, it's – Far worse. It's way worse. That that probably would have been better. Yeah. Oh, not probably. That would have been yeah. that would have been immensely yeah. better. Yeah. So they assault her, and she ends up, you know, turning into a vampire because Carlisle found her and turned her to save her life. And we do find out that Rosalie got her revenge on all of the men one at a time, leaving Royce for last, so that he would know she was coming. And we see, like, this image of her coming into his room in a wedding gown. And knowing what actually happened to her now, I'm, like, way to, like, trivialize her experience and be like, but it's okay, you know, because she killed them. And I just feel like this read of what occurred is, like, so fucked. It's a horrible story. Yeah. She gives all of these female characters, like, horrifying backstories. Mm -hmm. Like, they all have absolutely horrible horrifying backstories Mm -hmm. trauma and the men are just like oh i got influenza yeah and then carlisle was there right yeah it's it's really tragic and and like you said they do kind of like undercut it and rosie's like i was a little theatrical back then and i'm like there's like no gravitas to what's happening like she doesn't even get a a beat a moment it's like and then i got revenge yeah it's because the adaptation so Mm -hmm. poor because in the book i think it is quite it is handled with more care i think in the book yeah um like there's no kind of like but it's not i wonder if she also talks about her because she's also she's a badass she's the only one of them that's never tasted human blood Mm -hmm. she 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 didn't turn them she didn't bite them um, she's never, she, Carla, like, let her go kill those, mm-hmm. those humans, but she's never, ever tasted human blood. She's never, um, wow. attacked a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
She doesn't want to be a vampire. Yeah. I do think that Rosalie is like a really rich character and it's a shame that we don't really get a lot of her in the movies, like other than just like her being mean Mm -hmm. and like that's it because there's so much there. There is. But she talks about how things got better after she found Emmett. Um, And there's also like backstory in the book about how like she's the one who found Emmett. Like he was being mauled by a bear, correct? Yeah, but do you but do you remember yeah. why it is? Do you, you want to tell everyone? So the reason that she turns <laughs> Emmett is because so the friend that she or like her the friend whose house that she was at is her friend Vera who had like a baby and she was Rosalie loved this baby. He was like this cute little boy with like curly brown hair and like was it green eyes, brown eyes, green yeah. eyes, brown, brown eyes. eyes. I think I think yeah. brown eyes. And she just like loved this baby and wanted one just like it for herself. And then she comes across Emmett, and while he's in the process of being mauled by a bear, she's like, oh my god, Emmett looks like just like Vera's baby. I should save him. That's why she saves him. And it's only been two years, so that baby's still a baby. Yeah. Like, out in the world. There's a lot of baby work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So, that's why Emmett's here. Because he looks like a baby uh, that Rosalie loved. <laughs> and then she started dating Emmett. So there's a lot to unpack there. But Ooh. they don't get into that here. She basically <laughs> is like, yeah, things are better since I got Emmett. But we'll always be frozen. And she says that what she misses most about being human was possibilities. Like, she kind of has this fantasy about her and Emmett sitting gray-haired on the porch surrounded by their grandchildren. Can they not have kids? No, because the um, the female vampires, like, their bodies can't change at all, right? So, like, they wouldn't be able to carry the baby. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, Bella hears all of this, and her only response is like, I'm sorry that happened to you, but there's nothing I'm going to want more than Edward. Pretty crazy to say after someone fucking reveals that to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wild. Yeah. And Rosalie says that's actually not true. Because once she changes, there is something that she'll want more. Something that she'll kill for. Blood. And then smooth transition into uh, a bunch of newborn vampires craving a lot of blood. The Mm. army, Riley's newborn army is out of control. There's fire everywhere. Like (laughs) They've set a bunch of cars on fire. Like there's so much fire. He is screaming at them to get it together. What did I say about a low profile? They've like blown up a gas tank and the car is overturned. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, how can we kill the humans? Oh, um, you know, I'll blow up the yeah, I'll blow up the gas tank. Perfect. Yeah. Next step, we're gonna flip the car over, right? Yeah. He is so and I do think he's like pretty good. Um, the actor, I I enjoy him. He's pretty good. He's like, he's like, if you can't control our yourselves, we're all gonna die by like yelling at mm-hmm. them. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. we find out watching this macabre scene. <laughs> are some members of the Volturi. Yeah. We have Felix. We have the uh, Bobby twins. We have Jane and Alec. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Dimitri, uh, the tracker. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, oh my God, what's going on? And this is the point where I was like, what? The Volturi didn't know about this. Cause again, I had not read, right. I had not read the little <laughs> Brie Tanner book. Um, 
so they say that so they say that their inaction has drawn attention, right? Because the Volturi are the reason they exist is to take care of this mm-hmm. so that this never happens. Um, and that others, it's a whole reason they exist. Others might start to remember they were gonna Edward was gonna step into the sun in New Moon, and that was gonna be enough for them to kill yeah. Edward, right? So the fact that all these vampires like turning, like setting cars on fire, mm-hmm. um, others might start to question the Volturi's effectiveness. Um, and so Jane's like, well, we can't consult with Aro because his decisions are being launched. Um, so they're going to have to just, they're going to have to decide. She's like, either they, we let them do what they created for, or we end them. She goes, decisions, decisions. Spooky. So at graduation, Jessica is giving her valedictory speech and she's like, you know, growing up, we always got asked what we wanted to be. And then when we grew up, the answer is who the hell knows? Everyone's like, <laughs> who the heck and, knows? <laughs> yeah. This is their time to make mistakes, change their minds, fall in love. Woo. <laughs> and um, nothing is permanent. And someday when they ask what they want to be, they won't have to guess. They'll know. Major in philosophy. Listen, as you know, I have a PhD in philosophy mm. and it makes, when she's like, you could major in philosophy because what are you going to do with that? And I'm like, you could go to grad school and get a PhD and then do nothing with that. Jessica, that's there what you, you could do. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Oh my gosh. Jessica, you're wrong. I spent more money on an even higher degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do anything with it, Jessica. Just so just, you know, there are other ways that you can, you can study philosophy for a much longer time than what yeah, you're Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. You could always create a a Twilight Talks TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. You could do that too. But Charlie is actually being like a really proud dad. And he's like clapping when Bella gets her diploma. He's crying. It's so sweet. I think that's nice. Where's her mom? Dead. Who knows? Big old shrug. So we do know um, (gasps) Phil broke his leg or something. And... Literally, well, she's like, she left a voicemail. She has a thing on the answering machine in the book. She's like, I'm so sorry. Phil like broke his leg and he can't walk and he can't move. And I have to do everything for him. Sorry, I won't be there. It's going to be a surprise. Bye. And Bella is, first of all, it's going to be a surprise. Like it shouldn't ever be a, like a surprise that your mom's coming to your graduation. Like the fact that they were doing this, like to, su- to surprise her. And then like Renee had to ruin the surprise of being like, sorry. But Bella in the book is super happy that um she's not coming because of all the horrible things that are going on like Mm. in seattle she just doesn't want anyone to be nearby but yeah no it's phil it's phil that's why she's not there and that's why anna that's why anna's mother not a baseball player no he is he is he just broke his leg okay well i I guess i'm just wondering like oh how i don't know or his arm did he make it like is he in the double a is he in the minor leagues like what the (laughs) fuck he, I mean, he recovers. He recovers. Yeah. Someone give me yeah. his rookie card. <laughs> I want to know the stats. Yeah. Is that in the illustrator guide? If not, Stephanie, yeah. write a part two. Yeah. I've never looked up his entry. I should. Oh, everyone's in the guide. Every single damn person. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. Oh no. I just accidentally started, put, started putting emojis in the shared document. You can keep going. I'll try okay. to find it on my computer. Okay. So after graduation, everybody goes to Alice's party. Bella's hanging out with Jessica and Angela for 0.5 seconds before Jacob <laughs> shows up with Quill and Embry. So 
clearly someone didn't get the memo that when you get punched in the face, it means you probably shouldn't come to the party. But he does apologize to Bella for the kiss and her hand. And he's like, I could blame it on the animal instinct, but it was just me being an ass. And she's like, it's okay. So he then gives her a graduation present, which is a like, it's not really like a charm bracelet, but it's a it's a bracelet with a charm on it. And the charm is like a hand carved wolf like figurine that he actually made for her. Mm-hmm. So as this is happening, Alice gets a vision and it's of like Riley, everything that he's been up to, like all the newborns, because the decision has been made for the newborns to come to Forks. All right. I can't. I have to all look at it. What? <laughs> I feel like maybe he's not in here, but I feel like that's impossible because there are humans in here that I've never even heard about before, but I'll get back to you. All right. So uh, the Cullens and the wolves gather um, and Alice is like, they'll be here in four days. So Edward like peeks on on into Alice's mind, and she's like, "Oh, I recognize his face." Um, she's like, "It's he's like it's a local kid. He didn't start this. Whoever it is, mm-hmm. they're playing with blind spots in Alice's vision." And here's the thing: like, I have a like, and I can't remember what goes on in the book, but like, my thing is like, why can't they figure it out? The picture they were involved. just chasing her right. a couple weeks ago. They were just chasing her, and it never crosses their mind it's because she was recast, <laughs> and they're confused. <laughs> they don't recognize her. <laughs> I, it makes me so upset mm. that they don't put it together. It's like you have two, two enemies. You have two. There's it's the Volturi or it's Victoria. Yeah, right. Why have it not crossed your mind at all that she could be behind it? She hates you. You were just fighting her last night. Yeah, she is confirmed in the area. It's crazy. I, I just don't understand why I it know. takes them so long to figure it out. It's it's really tough. So they're playing with blind spots in Alice's vision. Um, so they're like, hey, Jacob, listen, there's like a newborn army situation uh, and they're after Bella. Um, so Jacob's like, cool, let's do it. I think that basically the way they frame it to uh, Carla is like, it will be a bloody fight and everyone will die. And Jacob's like, I'm in, we're in. Yeah. Um, him with Carlisle's horrible, horrible transatlantic accent that he's pulling. It's very like yo ho ho, <laughs> like pirate. Like, exactly. Um, what are they called in like Peter Pan? Oh, the Lost, Bo- the the lost, lost Boys? The Lost Boys. It's very Lost Boys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're up for a fight. We'll do it. <laughs> um, and so Bella's like, no, you're going to get yourself killed. Because she thinks, constantly just thinks the werewolves yeah. are useless. And that also makes me really angry. It's like, why does she always forget that they are the natural emi- enemies of the mm. vampires and, can- and has destroyed, they've destroyed tons of vampires. Right in front of her. And she's like, useless. I know. She's like, oh my God, no, not you guys, no. <laughs> so she's like, um, Edward's like, well, it would mean more protection for Bella. Um, so everyone agrees on the wolf, agrees on the wolves helping out, especially because it's going to catch the newborns off guard because they're not going to even know yeah. that that we're. I mean, that's that is a really good point because these newborns are going to be like, what is this? Yes. Um, it's going to give them an edge. So Carlisle is like, we'll need to train together. Jasper has knowledge on how to defeat the newborns. It's the seeds of anticipation mm-hmm. are being sown. Um, Bella's like, Jake, you don't know what you're getting into. Um, and he's like, no, like, this is literally what we do. Yep. And you should be happy that we're working together because you're the one who wanted us to get, our, to, to, beat it, to get along all along, remember? Yeah. 